Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. What's up, people? This is DJ. Hey, mi gente, this is Ish. And, and this, this is Season, season two, 2 of Pero Let Me Tell You. Well, yeah, I mean, if you like a network show or if you like something on, you know, on a fast a food menu, it's gone. No, any menu. Yeah, but I feel like it happens more with fast food because you go there more often. I'm still um, I'm still lamenting the Chicken Club Burrito from Taco Bell from 1995. That was a good year in burrito. It was. It was a grilled chicken, fresh guacamole, real bacon. It was like chopped up bacon, not bacon. It was bacon. like legit. Yeah, with sour cream and, you know. <laughs> So, whatever. Uh, here we are, face to face. Um, pero let me tell you. Hoping to find. We're two. Well, uh, we know we, <laughs> we are. Yeah. Two of a kind. <laughs> making Saking it in English. Making it in Espanol. Juntos. We're going to find a way. Juntos in episode 79. I was going to say, hablando mierda each day. On episode 79. Welcome, everybody, to episode 79. And for those of you who are older than 35 years old, <laughs> that was us taking on the theme song of the classic 80s hit um, sitcom. sitcom, Silver Spoons, yes. that gave the world Ricky Schroeder and, hello, Alfonso Rivero. <laughs> Who do you say is the bigger and, star? And made a generation of children want to train in their house. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, how are we measuring star? I don't know. Just off the bat. Who would you say is the bigger pop star? Pop culturally, I think Alfonso Rivero has yeah. has maintained more pop culture relevance. Because he saw, he went on to be Carlton exactly. and have a dance Exactly. Because of the dance. Because of the dance. But Ricky Shorter in his day is like... Well, Ricky Shorter wasn't a champ. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everyone. 
episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome. 79. 79, one away from 80. And although we're being all chipper and happy because, you know, we always like to give you guys something to smile about. The and, world's tough enough. And, um, you know, and have a good time on your commute to work or whatever else you're doing. Uh, we can't obviously start this week's episode without acknowledging and talking about, you know, Hurricane Dorian and um, yes. what happened in the Bahamas. And, and not just because it's so close to your name that we have to, oh we have to bring it up. Oh, my God. <laughs> in the office, one of my assistants, who she's just really bad in names, she kept calling it Hurricane Dorian. La tormenta Darien. <laughs> she, no, also, es que tú la she, she also interchanges her husband's name with my name. And they What's, sound. What is his name? Zabdiel. They sound nothing alike. Bless you. I don't sound know what just nothing happened. alike. Nothing. And she's constantly, she calls me his name and she calls him. Like when she calls him on the phone at work, she's like, Daddy Yang. And I'm like, oh my God. But anyway. She should just be like Monique and just call you both Daddy. Or that. <laughs> so appropriate, right? <laughs> so anyway. Um, so yeah, Hur Hurricane Dorian for us in Miami. We'll, we'll get to the Miami portion of the, mm -hmm. uh, of, of, the uh, of the conversation yeah. in a minute because, you know, as I said, we like to try to make something. Uh, we, we, we try to make you guys laugh. And although there was a lot of tragedy in yeah, this, there, there were also some fun moments here in Miami. <laughs> you got to You got to laugh. Um, you got to laugh. So, yeah, the hurricane uh, devastated the Bahamas, absolutely Pobre. devastated. And I don't know about when you were watching the news, but when I was actually watching, uh, you know, I, I watch NBC mm -hmm. from the Today Show to, like, the well, local right. newscast. When you're not watching CBS, CBS Sunday, Sunday morning or The View. Or the View. You're, right, 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 I watch the NBC, right. I'm a well-rounded person. You really damn are, it. damn it. Now, what does ABC, no, <clears throat> wait, is that everybody? ABC, C NBC, CBS. Yeah, it's everybody. Yeah. Fox doesn't have a morning show, so they're. they're so there we go. Okay. Well, they have Fox and Friends, but we both know we're not going to watch Well, that. no, but I meant local, I meant oh, local, oh, local, like, network. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. Yeah. Um. So it's funny because Al Roker mm -hmm. and the the local meteorologist here in Miami, I, I forgot his name, they both kind of said the same thing that like when they were studying meteorology, they mm -hmm. they had studied hurricanes that like don't move, <laughs> that just stay in place. Right. But that was but, like an anomaly. Right. But like in their actual career, they had seldom seen, if ever, yeah. a situation like this where a hurricane was at a certain geographical location for three days. No, it just parked. Yeah. It, it parked was like, itself I'm there not and going that's it. anywhere. I'm like, estoy aquí en Los Bahamas, and I'm comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. That was terrible because, you know, I started thinking, like, I started I, I, I started thinking, well, for those of us who lived through Hurricane Andrew. Listen, I was underage, and my parents took us on vacation. What do you want for my life? Uh, that I remember. But, but, you know what? Not even Hurricane Andrew. Pura you just think of any other any other hurricane um, that we've been hit, hit by, so even Irma. if it wasn't uh, uh, was it Wilma. Recent? Irma. Uh, and, you know, when you're going through the hurricane, like I remember Andrew came in into in Miami and made landfall somewhere between 11 and midnight, right? And I remember at like around 7, 7.30 in the morning was when we came outside, right? you know, well, after the apocalypse right. that you come outside of the house and you're like, oh my God. What was that? Seven, eight hours at most? I mean, can you imagine being hammered by this? horrible storm for three days and the worst part about it i mean all of it is horrible but you know because the bahamas is such a narrow stretch of land it's mm -hmm. i mean it's an island so even here you know if we were to get bombarded god forbid for three days of rain it's a huge area 
yeah. know what I mean? Like you, you would feel the effects, of course, but you wouldn't probably, you would definitely not feel it to the magnitude that they have felt it. Because, because there's little inlets, little yeah. Some, there, some there's there's, there's nowhere for that for that water to go. Yeah, it, 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 it's just hitting you. That's yeah. it. And so that compounds an already horrible situation. I mean, I've heard so many horror stories, as I'm sure you have, that what do you do? It's just raining. You, yeah. it, you don't even have a moment to go outside and move something so it doesn't cause further damage right. or what have you. There's right. no opportunity. Right. Um, right. And and I think from – because obviously people from the Bahamas, similar to people from here from Florida. I mean, if you're in the Caribbean, you hurricanes are a way of life. It's part, it's, it's part it's of your part of, yeah, your It's existence. part of culture. <laughs> no, it is. It is. It's, you have, you know. So you know you know that when it comes, it's you for, prepare the, next, and for you, the next few hours, you're going to hunker down. And you get and through it. You get through it. But, I mean, imagine for like three days. I that, yeah. that, that was the part that like from a mental perspective, the anxiety. I mean, can you imagine the anxiety these people were feeling? Yo tenía ansiedad just waiting for the, to see if it was coming. Yes. I can't imagine. Yes, these poor you know, being people. trapped in a room or like in a small space waiting for that to go or having to run for your life. Yeah. Uh just absolutely horrible. So obviously, um anytime there's a disaster like this, there's a lot of places that you could donate. Yeah, um, relief and, efforts and or... relief efforts and we really 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 urge everyone to do so. I know that I personally uh, tomorrow actually on real Friday <laughs> on the um, I'm, Friday I'm actually going to go take some items at um where the youth fair is at. Uh, oh, the, it's funny because I was going to bring up the youth fair. Um, the Miami Park area yeah. is a hurricane donation drop off right. uh, center. So um, Martha of Miami's shop right. is actually um, the Tiendecita she's collecting as well. Okay. in conjunction, I'm actually going to pass by there on Saturday. Okay, um, to drop off a couple things and and, and like that. Hundreds of yes, of other because uh, I mean, when you lose everything, the most basic things become yeah. you know you, very coveted. Who knew? I mean, <laughs> it's, well, in preparation for the storm, Jose had bought these like this little the, the little wind up uh, mm-hmm. radio. radio thing and what have you. Mind you, it didn't arrive until like Monday. No, not even because Tuesday. So if we had order, he had ordered for the hurricane. No wow. llegó. Um, he actually he's donating it. Oh, okay. To the relief efforts. And he also bought some little, like, you know, lanterns and things like that. So he's like, look, yes, I need it. Yes, I can put it in the closet, you know, to just wait out for another year. But these people need it more than I do at this point. So, you know, off it goes. And just like that, I mean, really, and I'm saying this to all of our listeners, you know, really just take a look at your pantry, at your cupboard, at things you don't use anymore. You know, clothing at this point, you know, we're talking about an entire island that has nothing mm-hmm. you know do you have a, a child who maybe has outgrown some of their clothing and you mm-hmm. were waiting to take it to the salvation army or the goodwill or what have you you know find out if there's a donation center near you they need you know formula they need diapers they need you know deodorant just i mean just basic necessities that you don't yeah. even think about um every little bit helps and so, i think i think that as you know specifically for us that we're from South Florida, I mean, in any in any situation, it's the right thing to do. But especially for us that the Bahamas are so close to us, we've all been to the Bahamas. Yeah. We've all gone there and had a had a great time. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, those Bahama Llamas. Hey, Bimini is only fifty five miles away from yeah, us. Yeah, no, it's right there. That you know. We owe it to them. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of organizations in specific that I want to mention. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to mention the. Um, 
which I've actually and I'll provide a link, uh, guys, to all of these in our in the little blurb of the episode. The Pan American Development Foundation. This is a really legit organization that um, provides. These people have provided uh, aid for Latin American or Pan American countries. Um, you know, they provided aid in Venezuela um, in uprisings or coups in different Latin American countries. So they're obviously doing a big drive, uh, both goods and financial resources. And the Red Cross, yeah, the good old Red Cross. So, but, but whatever, whether it's through your church, uh, I mean, these are things. At your that, job, you can start your own. Whatever, drive. whatever drive. I mean, I, I feel that now in these next few days, it's going to be everywhere. Yeah. So, I mean, we don't have to tell you this, but doing something self-serving, doing something that is not self-serving, doing that selfless. that something that is selfless for people that really need it is really the best yeah. feeling there is. And absolutely, you know. And, and I want to give kudos because I think a lot of times, you know, corporations get a bad rap and, and rightfully yes, so. But yes. I want to give mad kudos to the cruise industry. Yes, they've really stepped up. They really have stepped up. I don't remember right now. Was it Royal? Royal Caribbean and Norwegian Cruise Lines. I haven't heard about Carnival. Have both pledged a million dollars. Plus, yep. uh, they've also pledged uh, to match to match uh, people's donations. Aren't, isn't one of them also loading up one both of their ships? Both of them. Just Loading it so up. I believe and it was supplies. the Norwegian Escape went there today, or the Bliss mm-hmm. filled with supplies, and uh, the same with Royal Caribbean. Yeah, I haven't so. heard of Carnival. I imagine Carnival's probably going to do it. Too, yeah, I would hope because I mean, at this no, point yeah. and now it will just be bad PR. Come on, don't make Kathy Lee cry. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> Come on. So. Come on. So everybody, do their part. Absolutely. So I want to get into something that's hurricane, you know, related, but okay. something that both you and I saw during social media. Okay. And again, I'm going to harp what we say almost every week <laughs> on this show. Is this our new catchphrase? The the internet social oh, media. Yes. The, best the best thing about the, the internet worst. social media is that it gave everybody a, a voice. voice. The worst thing is that it gave everybody a voice. Yes. So I'm not going to say who. Okay. Because it's not about who, but there was somebody that we follow that's a friend of the podcast who's known here in the community who went on to post something on his page that he had donated some money to, mm-hmm. I believe, the American Red Cross yes. regarding the hurricane. Yes. And, that and is, that is he got a bunch of shade and blowback about the American Red Cross and blah, 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 and the organization. And, and you should donate to this and not to blah, them. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, you know what? You know what? I left no, a comment. Did you see the comment? Yeah, there? and I left one too. Oh. No organization is perfect. And everything has skeletons in its closet. And I'm sure especially charities at one point or another have gone through periods where yeah. maybe money was not being used. Misallocated. Like supposed to, whatever. But the American Red Cross, say what you will, even, you know, they, they have some policies that I'm not in agreement with. But they are they are an organization that when something does happen, is there. You know, up. they show up. Yeah. Are they perfect? No. Are they things that as an organization I agree with, I disagree with? Of Absolutely. course. But you know what? Don't give somebody shit for stepping up and donating their either their money, their time, whatever when, what have you done? For doing something. For doing something. You know, not to quote Britney, but you know, they, they I mean. Why don't you do something? Yeah, exactly. But to your point, and I, you know, there's no way to prove this, obviously, but I feel like most people who bitch and moan about like, oh, you should have done this, or you did it's like, okay, that's all fine and dandy. What did you do? What did but, you do? And I'm not asking to be called out, because I don't think everybody needs to be called out, but I feel like a lot of times, la gente que critican like that, mm-hmm. critican para criticar, and then they actually don't do anything. So of you course know what? they don't. So you know what? Why don't you just say like, wow, you know what? You didn't have to do that. That's so great of you. Right. And move on. 
Or just don't say anything. Or just don't say anything. But I'm saying if you feel the need to say something, you know, at least take a moment to say, you know what? This person is doing a selfless act, like mm-hmm. you said, and giving back. Shit, you know what? I can't afford a donation of that size. But you know what? I can go to the dollar store and buy, you know, three things of, of wipies for babies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and donate that to a local, mm-hmm. you know. But it's just it's drive. so it's so like disappointing on a human, you know, humanitarian level. Just when we think people, you know, are... it's so disappointing that like here you have this tragedy that you know these people have literally lost everything, everything, everything that you know you see somebody donating and whether you like the person or not, whether you agree with who who they gave the the charity with or whatever. I mean, they did something. It's it's really, is this really the time for you to get up and criticize this person? I mean, I, I just, I was so disappointed. And it wasn't one person. It was several people. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, if it was one person, I'd be like, okay, well, it's the, the lonely troll. Right. But it was like a lot of people. And it just, it really disappointed me. Listen, there is a saying, opinions. I say belly buttons, but you say. Opinions are like assholes. And you know what? Some people's stink. Mm-hmm. And belly buttons, too. That is true. So. That is true. But, yeah, so, you know, just if you see somebody doing something good, damn it, just say thank you, give them kudos, and move on. <laughs> so. I mean, that's – is that so hard? Yeah. So so let's talk a little bit about the more humorous – the more the more humorous side of a – The more humorous of a, side of a hurricane? Of a hurricane. So being uh, – having my office in Hialeah, you know, well, you learn a few things. Ya sabemos por donde va esto. So I think it's amazing – how in like Hialeah, and I'm gonna go ahead and make a broad statement of like <laughs> Hispanic, like you know, hardcore Hispanic neighborhoods or enclaves. Okay. How they just don't believe in hurricane shutters. They believe in tape, tape, but not hurricane shutters. Because they tape. No, they didn't la reja. Actually, I will. I will say. Okay, I will say. La reja will stop a moving say, object. Yeah, la reja does more than the tape. I will say that Reha will prevent, theoretically, a tree from coming into your house. You know what I mean? So I'm going to give credit to to the bars. So there is a meme that every year for hurricane season goes out of a house in Hialeah of this guy or this person who straddled the roof of the house. Yeah, they get, they get like these wraps, like these straps, I mean, and they strap the roof of, yeah, you could do that. You could do that. My uncle does that Wait, at my parents' what? house. Okay, so imagine the I'm house. I'm looking at you the with a face. A, I have the no house idea is a perfect re- rectangle, right? Okay. And on each side of the house, uh-huh. you put, let's say, in the back and in the front, you put four anchors. Oh, okay. I see. Okay, kind of like with a Christmas tree, like if you if you kind of like anchor. Okay. And, and, you know, from like the anchor in the front, you have one of these like heavy-duty straps go over the sea, the roof of the house okay, and see. you strap it in the anchor in the back. My uncle actually does that con la terraza. Porque my uncle tiene una terraza de esa de celofán, de aluminio. Oh, no, yeah. Those things fly like no, Maria si no, Pérez. Si en, si no that thing eso. has been there since nine, since 2000. I meant to ask you last episode, ¿Quién es Matias Pérez? Because I know I've heard oh, that phrase, Matias but Pérez. I have no idea what, that's it, what a, it is. That's a Cuban saying. I think he had something to do with one of the wars in Cuba. Bolo oh, okay. como Matias Pérez. Okay. Because you mentioned it last week, too. And I was like, I was going to look it up, and then I forgot. And now you said it again, so mm-hmm. just remind me. Okay. We should, we should re- refer that to our friend to the Pimba Pum book. We should. Maybe he's related to La Hija de Pepe Globero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know you know what was so fun? That's funny. That's totally off topic. So, again, when I uh, started my office in Hialeah years ago, uh, having been having been raised in you know, <laughs> West, in the, the suburbs, Westchester slash Kendall, yeah, 
we used to have the ice cream man. Yes, of course. Right? But I had never heard of, of El Afilador. Oh, my God. I love him. Okay. Don't tell me that El Afilador passed by your house in no. no. No, no, no. Of course not. I live, like, close to you. But ever since I found out that this was a thing, I love it. So there I be, you know, in my office, you know, on my keyboard. <laughs> and I'll hear Doing law-like things. All of a sudden, I'll hear, like, Afilador. <laughs> and I'm like... What the hell was that? <laughs> like, I remember the first time I came out of my office and I go to, like, the girls working. And I'm like, what was that? And they're like, ah, ese es el afilador. And I'm like, ¿Qué? what the hell un afilador? <laughs> and then they're like, el hombre que viene y te afila los cuchillos. Yeah, so, so listeners, for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, the afilador is essentially that. It's like an ice cream truck, but without the ice cream. What they do is actually sharpen knives, scissors. Like, they go to, like, peluquería. That was a big thing in Cuba. yeah. And that's just what they do. They literally just drive around, and as opposed to hearing like the, doo -doo 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 -doo, you just hear afilador. And you know what? And apparently, it's a big business. You, you know how you could take the the people out of Cuba, but you can't take Cuba out of the people, yeah, or right. you know your native country. Do you know that when my parents came to this country, they gave them like this heavy set, like uh, I don't know what it's made of, but like metal. It's a, some type of metal alloy scissor. Until this day, that is the scissor that they use. Y la filan con el afilador. And you know what? It's probably nigh indestructible. Claro que sí, porque esa es la tijera esa buena. Esa es la tijera buena. Esa es la tijera buena. Oh. Las otras tijeras son una mierda. No, no, no. Hoy en día, <laughs> hoy en día las tijeras no sirven para nada. And it's, you know what? I'm not going to lie. I agree with that statement. Because my grandmother had one of those that I think that thing had been through like the first civil war yeah. or something. And that shit still cut. And by the time I came around into life, it had already been around for like I 30 to, years. I need to take a picture of the scissor and post it you on do. our thing. You need to post the scissors. And you know what? Compare that, that with a new scissors and the, the cut. Is, oh, my God. Like It probably does a really great construction paper cut. <laughs> I don't know if right now it's dull, but I do know that they in the past. Well, what better have, time to use it? Taken it. Oh, my God. If it's dull, take it to Hialeah and get un afilador. Like yeah. when you hear it run yeah. out into the Here's street and be like, here, and record the whole damn thing. <laughs> the whole experience. The whole experience. My afilador experience. Because I've never seen somebody use the afilador oh you've just seen it drive by right it's so sad because like it looks like an ice cream truck but it's like gray and filled with like metal and like, i know stuff. at least sell doritos yeah so that's like you know what's like <laughs> hilarious i mean these are the things of your culture and i just kind of love and hate at the same time how we went from hurricane <laughs> tragedy into this Okay. It's the human condition. You know how you have, and this is not only for Cubans. This is also for, this is definitely a Latino Caribbean thing. Okay. Because okay. we make, you know, el arroz con grillo, arroz con pollo, and, you know, Puerto Ricans make arroz con gandule. And, es lo know, mismo, lo que la que mejor nombre. But when you have, you know, the big, big, big pot, uh -huh. va a ser el arroz. Yeah. O el arroz de chorrera, sí, and all that. That, that thing looks like it went through, like, three wars. But those are the good ones. <laughs> but That's it's so funny. good one. When you Nobody, see I've it, never seen a new one. No, when you do see a new one, it's like, oh. It looks weird. It's so weird. It's wrong. It's like the handles are not melted. Yeah. <laughs> like, you shouldn't exist in this pristine condition. And then nosotros no tienen la tapa, no tienen ni the little handle. That thing... <laughs> Eso hace rato sale volando. Eso salió volando como Matías Pérez. Como, Matías. como dices tú. But those things, it's like you look at them, they're all like... Están desbaratados. It went through a oh war. You know what? We should open up a store that only sells like battered canderos. <laughs> battered canderos. Yes. <laughs> like, because it feels weird to use a new one. Like, it's not going to taste the same. No. Like, it's not. It's not. No le coges sabor. And your pristine little candero. Yeah. What the hell is that about? Like, stupid. Like, oh, it's a pot. You know, no. I don't need a pot in a candero. It's so funny because till this day, you know, 
in my house, my parents and my grandmother use it, you know, all the time, like every other day. And that thing, that thing is older. <laughs> I think it's older than I am. And I look at it and I'm like, it doesn't have, it doesn't have like the handle for the top. My mother still laments de que se le rompió el Itachi from when she got married. Oh my God. Let's talk about Itachi. And that Itachi has been broken already for like a good 15 okay. years. That, that, she still laments it because like, imagínate, es, este, este cosa hoy en día de comprar la cocina. Have I ever told you about my epiphany of Itachi? That it's Hitachi? No, no, no. Oh. Well, no, aside from that. So, a few years ago, and when I mean a few years ago, I mean like three or four like, years ago. <laughs> like you had a child. My dad went through like three rice cookers. He even ordered one from Canada. He ordered one. Was it more polite? He ordered one from that store, uh, the Bay. Is it the Bay? Um, the Golden Bay store, which Macy's. is like a department store in Canada. That's like okay, a Macy's. Macy's. Okay. That it has like a, you know, housework stuff. Have you seen the rice cooker at my parents' house? It looks like a radio. <laughs> it looks like you could put a CD player in it. Okay? Okay. 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 <laughs> And I asked my dad, so, so you know, every time I'm in the house, my dad is complaining that the rice cooker they have, the rice cooker du jour, yeah. es una mierda, y quema el arroz, y no sale bien. And whatever, I don't pay attention to it. Right. No, porque volví a comprar otra que no sirve, quema el arroz, until the day that I'm like, why don't you just buy an Itachi? And he goes, pero espérate un momentico, mijito. Tú no sabes que hace no sé cuántos años en los Estados Unidos no venden Itachi. They don't? And I'm like, but how can this be? Wait. I looked it up. Wait. They don't sell Hitachi September rice September 5th, 2019 was the day I found out nope. that they no longer sell Hitachis. They don't no longer sell Hitachi. Pero com, what? what? La, la, the, the, does the, the company the, exist? I think the company does exist. But the classic Itachi, <gasps> you know that people would always keep the little label with the bell? Claro. <laughs> like Itachi, the classic Itachi that was in every <gasps> in every Latin household in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Oh my God, a piece of me just died today. Is no longer sold in the United States. Can we get it from Amazon, maybe? No, that's why my dad was trying to get it through Canada. <laughs> This I feel like this has some type of there, there's there's a story here. We need to find it. We need to do a podcast episode about this. We need to send we investigators. Need to, we need to, we need to uh, inform no, 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 those hey, people at Hitachi. Llame Maria Celeste so she can do a whole investigative journalist Hitachi thing about Japanese. this. It sounds I mean definitely Asian. I, I don't want to be racist and be like, yeah, it's Japanese. Hitachi. Let's put Hitachi on Google. Hitachi. I can't believe it. Like, I, I, again, I feel like a part of my my life just died today. Yep. I'm a little less full. Okay, when you put Hitachi rice cooker, like, for example, the one, mira, mira, mira. If you put Hitachi rice cooker on Google, the one that comes out is vintage. That's the one that we had. The right. second one. The second right. one. That's right. the one that we had. Vintage. Yeah. It's vintage. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, exist yeah. anymore. Oh, my God. Oh, but they have a used one on eBay for $39. We should get Buy it. Buy it for your father. <laughs> Buy it for your father. So instead, my father has something like this that looks. No, no, I'm serious. I just, Pero looks that looks like, like a alarm clock. It looks like a CD player. That looks like something that you would like. That's like algo que la competencia Siri. So when my dad bought it, I'm looking at it. This was like the fourth one. I'm looking at it and I'm like, Papa, tú estás seguro que esto, esto es lo que tú quieres? I don't even know where you would put the rice in. And he's like, Ay, mijito. 
ya yo estoy que me doy por vencido. And I'm like, I don't feel comfortable making Cuban rice in, in an a alarm machine clock. that also makes bunt cakes. It does? It does? I know, eso es una mierda. Eso devuélvelo. Because, because no, the, eso no sirve. No, they've had it for a few years now. Eso because no, he couldn't no. find one itachi. Eso no sirve. ¿Cómo que va a ser un bunt cake y arroz a la misma vez? Yeah, and you can make like different desserts. <laughs> No, that, something's wrong there. But no, it's like, no how can Hitachi ruin? <laughs> no me gusta. You know but what? That's, but that's what happened. That's when the I, when other thing we're going to sell at our store. My dad was complaining about it. I'm like, well, why don't you just buy an Hitachi? And he's like, pero mijito, tú no sabes que la Hitachi ya no la vende. Those Hitachis, those were other ones that those things went through war. That was down in like the I, bunkers. I'm telling you, I never, things growing up that I never saw. A new Hitachi and a new Cadero. I often will look at the Itachi. And the Cantero is always the same one. It's almost like the same color scheme as the Itachi. Right, okay, because the Itachi, the one that you're looking at now, like, I remember looking at it because that's the one we had, too. Yeah, of course. And I remember looking at it and being like, okay, does it have that off-white color because it's gotten yellow after so or many years? Or was it always that color? Or was it always that And I don't think anybody knows. You know what? Looking at Itachi right so now. I'm so sad. I want to buy it. Doesn't it make you want to hug it? It's like that was such a big part of our life. Okay, wait. Oh, and it was it was more expensive. We're saving twenty three percent if we buy it now. Like that Itachi. How much is the shipping? Vintage hmm. Itachi. I would buy this shit. Already automatic rice. <laughs> okay, pasa. Okay, then we buy it, and I would feel bad using it. Because <laughs> what if it dies? Because you know it's going to war. <laughs> right. Exactly. But maybe it'll feel like it has purpose again. <laughs> <laughs> no, now we'll be like, okay, today for the special dinner, we're going to cook the rice in the vintage Itachi. We'll invite like all of the food imagine people. If, imagine if there's a difference. Of course there is. Mira, you know what? A mí me va a decir que la raspita de esto no sabe más rico que la raspita from that alarm clock. So listeners you on your way to work. You know you had an Itachi. <laughs> and you had an Itachi in your kitchen, especially in the 80s, along with the mushroom themed <laughs> Kitchen, you know, like I mean, the little the little yellow and green mushrooms. The little mushrooms yes. that you had, like the canister set. Yes, and then you had the tapas para ponerle al fogón, and then you had the towels. You know, I'm missing 1982 now. Yeah, <laughs> it was mushroom era. In the 80s, it was mushrooms, a lot of fruit magnets on the refrigerator. That's true. <laughs> And, and a lot of, of fake fruit, the centerpieces. Yeah, a lot of like grapes that would just get very dusty. <laughs> yes. Because the dust yes. would cling to that thing. It had like, it had a because, sheen because of the dust. grape. I think the material that the grape was because made it, in. Era como finito. Yes, but it was stickier. Yes, exactly. It was stickier. Because it was. I, I, it yes. was a different type of plastic it, because you could, you could touch it. You could right. It always bend felt. It. it always felt. Like a grape in that, yes, in, in, yes. Like, like you knew they were going but for But like that. the bananas and the apples and the pears were just pure plastic. Yeah, so it, uh, you could throw yeah. it at somebody's head. Uh, there was no, no, no two ways about why, it. Why were fruits such a big decorative piece in the 80s? And 90s? Were we trying to promote the food pyramid? <laughs> I eat that one in the 90s when sunflowers were in. Oh, even Sun Elizabeth Arden had a perfume called Boy. sunflower. It was all about sunflowers and sun-ripened raspberries. I love how you say sunflower in Spanish. Girasol. It's not a sunflower. It's a sun-turner. <laughs> it is. It's a sun-turner. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, okay. We, I cannot record this episode. Okay. Doing the latest Nafu the Trump with Sharpie Gate. With Sharpie Gate. 
I love the fact that this man is so caught up in being right that he can't even say like, oh shit, you know what? They gave me the wrong report. Sorry. Or, okay, like, let's, like, let's like, give our listeners a little bit of a background uh, for those who haven't. So a couple of days ago when, I, I'm not sure if Dorian had already hit the Bahamas or it was a, or, or was, it was hitting it the was, Bahamas. We still didn't know where it was going to go in terms of right. the U.S. Trump, you know, stated that, you know, obviously that they were very concerned about Florida and the, you know, the Bahamas and the Carolinas and Alabama. And there was absolutely no model. Yeah, none of the models showed, showed Alabama. That Alabama. Because that would have meant that it would have hit. crossed over Florida. Exactly. And gone into the Gulf. Correct. Not one. Not, not one, one. Not no. one. So I don't care how much spaghetti you had. Either he misspoke or they advised him incorrectly. It it's a mistake. It happened. Whatever. I mean, it's not a big deal, right? All that he needed to say was, oh, you know, uh, I apologize. I mentioned I read Alabama. That you know, we're, we were very concerned, and I mentioned Alabama, but really, you know, the, you know, whatever, the forecast I made a mistake. is to Florida. That's I made it. a mistake, you know, Call it but a day. whatever. But of course, this turned into <laughs> what we're calling now Sharpie. Sharp, oh, is it Sharpie Gate? Sharpie Gate. Okay. And he's like, well, no, no, no. I didn't make a mistake. You see? You see? Here's the map. Hey, Charles, give me the map. And they bring him this Poor map. Charles. They bring him this map, which has the cone, the trajectory of, right. the, of the hurricane, the real one. Right. But then next to it, like over the Florida Panhandle and, and Alabama, there's this clearly drawn drawn you know, cone with a Sharpie. And he's like, look, see, see, look, look. It originally, there was a, there was a forecast that was going to go. <laughs> I think it's amazing. I think it's amazing. Amazing. See, these are the things that happen because then like, you know, I, 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 I waffle between like, I don't want to defend him. Right. Mm -hmm. But like earlier in the last week when, when he was saying something like, you know, oh, I don't think I've ever recalled, you know, I don't think I've ever seen an actual cat five and blah, blah. And people were saying like, Oh, this hurricane was a Cat Five while you were while you were president. Da, da, da. And all I could think of was, you know, I live in Miami, I live in Florida, and honestly, if you were to ask me tomorrow to list all the Cat Five hurricanes, like I don't remember them, you know. So I was kind of like, estos son las cosas que you know la gente la cogen con él because it's him and you know whatever. But then he turns around and does this, you know. It's it's one of those things where it was like, you know, te estaba medio defendiendo, and then no. But then you got to turn around and, you know, draw a picture. You know, he might as well have just drawn, like, you know, when people put, like, a penis on things. Like, just... I just... So what if you were wrong? It's not a big it deal. It happens. It's not a big deal. It happens. Deal. Just um, deal with it. What I think is kind of... What I think is kind of... Um... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hilarious is that they're calling it Sharpie Gate. So I wonder if like stock in Sharpie has gone up. <laughs> oh, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to Highlighter Gate. <laughs> 
and Whiteout Gate. Oh, <laughs> Whiteout Gate. Whiteout Gate is some deep trouble. Well, you know, because Whiteout Gate, I mean, for the white nationalists. Oh. You know, <laughs> I, why ruin Whiteout? Whiteout has saved our asses so many times. Do you know who created Whiteout? Who? Um, the mother. No, the, no, they created Post-its. Yeah. The, the mother of the guy from the monkeys, Mike Nesmith. Wow. She, he, what a talented he, family. She created uh, Whiteout. And wow. so he's the heir to the Whiteout fortune. Wow. Yeah. Who knew? Who yeah. knew? Wow. See? Little thing. This is what's in my head, ladies and gentlemen, as opposed to like algebra. <laughs> I love my calculus. It, it says you plus me equals us. But actually, um, you brought up Trump because, you know, it wouldn't be a, a, an episode without us bringing up. Which, by the way, we still haven't reached our marquee subject, but we're getting Oh, there. there's a marquee subject? Yes, okay. there is. I, I, I was unaware. Um, I'm sure you know this having happened because it uh, it involves one of the people from one of your favorite shows, mm. uh, The View. Mm-hmm. Um, so earlier this week... Whoopi Goldberg mm-hmm. um, basically took a stand against Will and Grace. <laughs> I did, and you I saw agree. that. I saw it. And I, I agree with her one hundred percent. I agree with her a thousand percent. So, listeners. basically, what's happening is, um, I guess, in the coming months, there's going to be a fundraiser for for the president in Beverly Hills, California. Again, we're gearing up for election season. It's mm-hmm. you're going to see a lot of people paying a lot of money for a plate of food. Mm-hmm. Um, and to that extent, uh, Deborah Messing, Grace from Will and Grace, she tweeted or wrote, and so did Will, right? Well, right. Well, she's, she, I think she was the first one, and then he right. seconded it. Um, that's why I'm saying Will and Is Grace. He, Canadian? he is Canadian. Yeah, he was on Lonesome Dove. I don't know why I know that. He's Canadian. Is he American? Naturalized? Probably. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's beside the point. <laughs> um, so she wrote, or probably or she she retweeted an article about the event, the fundraiser, which was published by the Hollywood Reporter, which I found kind of odd. It's like okay, and she wrote, "Please print a list of all attendees, please. The public has a right to know." Now she, oh, I'm sorry, I misspoke. She was following the lead of Eric McCormick, uh, her Will and Grace co-star, who had previously tweeted, "Hey, at Hollywood Reporter, kindly report on everyone attending this event, so the rest of us can be clear about who we don't want to work with." Thanks. Now, to that, to that tweet or to that 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 refrain, Whoopi Goldberg came out and slammed both of them. I saw it live on the View when it was rightfully happening. so. She was saying that asking for such a list for such a such information could turn into something that would be used by extreme ends, and that she started drawing parallels to. Calling for that list of not just that list, but of Trump support, a list of who who supports President X. Let's mm-hmm. let's broaden the scope, right? As opposed to who I want was very similar to the Hollywood blacklist. That's exactly of suspected communists. When they said that, now, that's the first thing I thought about. This is no different absolutely. than the blacklist of Hollywood communists in the forties. Now, no different for, for and the fifties, right? Forties and fifties. Uh, so, for those of you who are unfamiliar with that. In the 40s and 50s, there was, um, I forget his first name, but McCarthy. Uh, I I want to say Andrew McCarthy, but I know that's wrong because that's a guy from the suite. No, the McCarthy, the McCarthy, the FBI. Was his name Andrew? Yeah, the McCarthy, Senator McCarthy. Senator McCarthy, because I was saying Andrew McCarthy, but I think he's from 16 Candles. Um, So decidedly not alive. He basically, during the Red Scare, the Communist Scare, um, came out. And was asking for a list of anybody who identified or registered. This as is a, our learn section of <laughs> as a exactly as a communist. And these people were taken to uh, D.C. and basically put before essentially a tribunal. Oh uh, yes, and 
you know, it was what is it? The House Commissions Against Un-American mm-hmm. Acts Commission mm-hmm. was, was that? Um, and actually, one of the people who was who who, who oh, I'm gonna go one more. She 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 got out of it unscathed, but Lucille Ball. Mm-hmm. Was a registered communist, and she—I don't think she had to go. I don't think she got called up to that level, but she did have to answer for it. And basically, the reason she had registered as a communist is because growing up, her grandfather was a uh, was a communist, and so he had made like the entire family register as communists. Mm-hmm. So she did it to make him happy. And it took Desi Arnaz when this whole was happening before a taping, and this audio exists, maybe even as video. Desi Arnaz before the taping of an episode when this was happening came out. And talked about how much he loved this country because of everything it had given him as an as a immigrant from Cuba. And one of the most infamous things he ever said was, the only thing read about Lucy is her hair, and even that's fake. Mm-hmm. I've heard that before. <laughs> yeah. So um when I saw that, I was like, absolutely. I hundred percent I, 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 I hundred percent agree with Whoopi Goldberg. And you know, where does it end? You know, so now you don't want to work with somebody because you have different politics. Well, right. is this person still capable of doing their job? Is this person still capable of being an editor, being a producer? This is the type of shit. I mean, this is the type of shit, and we've said it here. And before. it pisses me off that it's on a show and, like and, Will and Grace, and which is about, which is about tolerance and inclusivity. Yes, right. This is the type of shit, and I, we've talked about it here before. That is going to get us not elected, right? Because to me, that I'm. I'm a lifelong Democrat, and I consider myself 100% liberal. That is a turnoff. That is a major turnoff because now you are you're pinpointing people because of their their um you know whatever their beliefs are politically, and they have every right. They have every right to do so. To do so, and I have every right to disagree with you. And yeah. you know, as as we've said here before, you know whether you like him or not, and God knows I don't like him. God knows I don't like the man. I mean, three seconds ago we were talking he about this. He is the president of the United States. And you know what? That's why there's an election next year. And if you don't like it, go and vote him out of office. That is how you do it in this country. But this whole bullshit of lists or I'm not going to attend your party or, you know, or this this has to do also a little bit. It's connected with what we talked about a, a few weeks ago about the, um, about the owner of Equinox. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> that he's a Trump supporter. I mean... As long as that's not your company policy. Now, if your company policy, because of your, if your politics are affecting your company policies, that's a different thing. That's why we distinguished it from Chick-fil-A. Correct. Right? Because Chick-fil-A, you know, the homophobic, delicious delicious homophobic chicken, chicken, you know, from what I understand, a lot of their practices as a corporation are rooted in Christianity. Christianity. That's a different story. Pero que el dueño de Equinox is a Trump supporter, as long as it's not affecting the company's values i don't have a problem with that i don't know I, I don't i don't because then what again so, vote with so, your so wallet then what vote if with i go wallet, to that's fine you know if but... the president of la fitness because you know what let me tell you this if the president of and i think i said that on the show let's say la fitness <laughs> if the president of la fitness was somebody who donated millions of dollars to planned parenthood right mm-hmm. Our side on the left will be saying, I am canceling my my gym membership because, you know, um, bueno, the, the, I'm talking about, like, conservative people. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. canceling my gym membership because, you know, they are for Planned Parenthood and abortion and blah, blah, blah. Right. How is this, how's that any different? <laughs> unless, and we would, we would they, be criticizing them. Unless they are having, you know, unless there's a, a pair of stirrups at the registration booth mm-hmm. where they're having abortions right. at the entrance of the LA Fitness. 
Right. And I, I, doesn't think, make a difference. I think that is very different. That That's very dangerous. And I think that what Will and Grace did. <laughs> what Deborah and, uh, and, and Eric. And and Eric, Eric. Deborah and Eric. Yes. You know, you know. Deborah Deb and, and Eric. Deborah and Eric. Yeah. Deborah and Eric. Uh, what they did actually is very dangerous. And that that is an example of when celebrities think that because they're celebrities and they have a platform, they could say whatever the hell they want. And the masses are going to follow. Right. Because I think that that's very irresponsible. And, and if you're. Anybody who has any type of rationality or no history, again, again know your no history, history, know your history, you would understand the implications that something like that has. Absolutely. And and the implication of it, and again, let's start with saying that who you donate money to at, a, at, that, at that level, it is public record. So that information is out there if you want to mm-hmm. seek it. So it's not like it's hidden. Right. Their whole thing is like, oh, but we should have the transparency to know who's donating to his campaign. Right. Number one. I, to a degree, yes, but it's like if Joe Schmo wants to go and donate a thousand dollars, right? But I don't the, care. But their intentions are different because they're not they're not wanting to know but, but, that. No, no, no. But let me finish. That's what I'm saying. If you if that's your intention, it's it is public information that you can find. By calling for this, you're essentially calling for you're, what you're asking for is people to be called out on the carpet for making a bad choice and be essentially shamed into something that they have every right to decide. Now, mm-hmm. you can have a discourse, you can have a conversation, but also the flip side of that is, all right, great. So then when they're turning around and saying, well, we should know who voted for who in the election, you're going to be the first one to say, no, you don't need to know that because that's you know that's our right. Well, wait a minute. At what point is, is it a right and at what point do you get to call the shots about what you want? Mm-hmm. You know, It could be used against you. Mm-hmm. The very people that you that are calling for this, or again, I'm making it sound like it's a movement. It's literally mm-hmm. only Will and Grace. It's not even Jack and Karen. Damn it, <laughs> the sillier ones. Yeah. Um, you know, th- who's to say that turn around and be like, oh well, these are the people who didn't vote for the administration in power, mm-hmm. whoever that administration may be at any particular given time. And also <clears throat> with a job like acting which is such a collaborative job because you're talking about directors, producers, hairdressers, you know, craft services, whatever. So, oh, so for example, there is a director on there Mm -hmm. that you, you know, is donating you disagree with donating money to Trump or went to this um, event. Uh, So now you're not going to work with that director and their company. Yeah. And which employs, you know, all sorts of hundreds of people, right? Because you are not happy with who they voted for. I mean, if you don't want to, that's that's, that's your uh, decision. That's your right. That's your right. But don't make that information public. Like if they were on a blacklist, right? Like like to shame them right. into 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 doing what you want. And, um, I keep telling you, it's shit like this. Why he's going to win again? Because yeah. I think in the mind, I try to think in the prospect in the, on the flip in the, in the flip of somebody who voted for him and is a trumper and is a you know whatever sees that type of shit, they're gonna be all like. They're going to go ape shit on that. And they're right. They're right. So actually, I'm glad you actually brought this up because I want to go into this topic over something that I saw. So I want to discuss what I saw, but to the greater, um, the greater subject, which is has to do a little bit with cancel culture and a little bit with, you know, the autonomy to say whatever the hell you want in this day where. You can't. You can't, right. Well, you can, but... Have you seen the new Dave Chappelle um, special, Sticks and Stones? I haven't, but I know there's some type of brouhaha. No, there's a brouhaha with everything that he said. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a brouhaha it's, with everything like, nowadays, too, like, but... Pick your poison. Like, okay, who you, wh- he offended. Which, okay, okay, right? I haven't seen it. Did you so, see it? I saw it twice. 
Oh, was that good? Or it was. It was. <laughs> was ama- it was, was once great. for entertainment and once for research. Yes. Okay. It was. Here are my notes. <laughs> I see them. That's why I'm bringing it up. <laughs> because I saw it a couple of days ago and I loved it. And the moment I saw it, I knew I wanted to bring it up. But then I was like, okay, let me go back and rewatch it so I could take my notes as to what I want to discuss about. See, listeners, because when you hear us, you may think we're you know babbling along. When we but- go off on Hitachi's, yes, that's yes. a that's a that's a riff, that's a babble. But when we talk about real topics, we come in, we, we come we into come here with notes, yes. and agendas, yes, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> most Momentum. of the time. <laughs> but anyway, so. Dave Chappelle. Yes. He has a Netflix comedy special that came out, I don't know, this week or... I think it's the first of like three. Yeah, or a few days ago. It's called Sticks and Stones. And pretty much, it's kind of like a a middle finger to cancel culture and PC culture. He offends everything and everyone. I love it. So here's a a few things I want to go over that he he, um, offended. He offended... Oh my God. Anthony Bourdain and suicide. Oh, he offended. Um, well, he talks about you know, obviously offends. You know, obviously gun control and shootings. He offends the LGBTQ community. He offends the white community. Um, yeah, he talks about R. Kelly and Michael Jackson together. Uh, yes. <laughs> so I'm gonna go through okay, all of okay, that. Okay. And here's what is really interesting about the show. Okay. Currently, the show on Rotten Tomatoes, I think from the critic right, right, right. standing, has like, like the official critic standing, is has like a 30%. Really? But on the viewer, it has 99 Really? Right. So it's 99% fresh by the viewers. Okay. Which it Got it. So, you know, and he starts barely talking. So by let, the let's, let's talk about, obviously, you know, the LGBT one first. Okay. All right. So he starts talking. Why you and, look and, at me when you say no, that? No, because he says something that we've both ta- thought about. <laughs> we and we both thought about it. And we both... Okay, okay. We both have personally talked about, right? Mm-hmm. He he says he called them the alphabet people. <laughs> because, because you know, I learned Kevin, you know, because he started talking about Kevin um I was like Kevin Smith about Kevin, Kevin Hart. Hart mm-hmm. That he's like Kevin Hart broke the one rule that he you don't do in Hollywood. He sp- said something about the letter people. And because of that term, I don't know how many LGBTQ community organization groups are like, you know, on fire that he said that, that he's offensive, that he's homophobic, Listen. blah, 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 blah. Listen. So, so he starts saying, he starts it's, saying, which I think it's great. The fact that we now have to say LGBTQ plus because it's so many fucking letters. So he starts to say, he's like, imagine being in a car. So we know who's going to be driving. The G is going to be driving. Because among the G, there are white men. And you know that it was white men who uh, set the stage and built the roads of America, you know, on the backs of other people. Okay. <laughs> right? All right. So then, you know, next to the G, there's going to be the L. And you know the G and the L don't like each other. <laughs> it's, not 100%. it's not 100% untrue. And then there's the B in the back seat. And the G and the L don't like the B because the G and the L think the G, the B is a greedy son of a bitch. It's true. <laughs> like he's saying all this, and I'm like cracking up because these are things that you know we've we've talked we've, we've said seen, yeah and we've ta- you know we've talked about. But then he's like, but somehow the G, the L, and the B have made it through. But then comes the T. <laughs> And the T, you know, has all these problems. And now the G and the L are like, oh, now they've made it harder for us. Like, screw them. Like, 
when he says these things, like I'm like, oh my god, like I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe he just said that. But in in another sense, because I get it, I get that it's comedy, and I get that it's supposed to be thought provoking, and I get that it's supposed to be offensive, because I think that good comedy, especially of that type, is supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. Absolutely. But I get that it's a joke. I I, I get that that is not how he feels. That he is making. He's a not joke. Go, right. He's not going home and like lynching gay people. He's making right. a joke at society Correct. in general. Right, I get that. Look at you thinking. That's the first mistake you made. <laughs> you know? So so that's, that's why I was like, when he would say that, I'll be like, oh, my God. But then I'll be like, it's kind of refreshing. <laughs> it is. It's, it, that's that's the thing. That's why. Uh, dude, Chappelle's show was. was did, you, did you ever watch Chappelle's show? I did. It was, it was that. It you was know, offensive. I'm all about black comedians. No, I know. But it was all that, you know? So he's, and he starts talking about Michael Jackson and R. Kelly. He's like, you know. I didn't really believe the Michael Jackson one because, you know, at the end of the day, I'm sorry. He's so sorry. He's like a bunch of people got molested, but, you know, you got your dick sucked by Michael Jackson. But he's like, but the R. Kelly one. That's horrible. He's like, I believe R. Kelly. And I'm like, they're like, oh, my God. I'm like, Like, where is this going? I want to go under my sheets. Where is this going? I think he was just still as a, I think he was just taken surprised like I was at Wade Robson's Australian. (laughs) I'm still not over it. But then he said something. He said something, which is horrible. I think I've said here, um, because every now and then he says some thought-provoking things. Right. He was talking about the opioid culture. Okay. The, the opioid epidemic, I'm sorry, culture. Has he just uh, been listening to our podcast and, and, and He's talking about the opioid epidemic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was, I shouldn't laugh, but he was like, you know, all of a sudden, all these people in Ohio and all these people are dying over opioids, and like, you know, uh, you know how I care, how I feel about it. I don't care, you know, because his comment to was crack, his comment cared. was that when there was a crack epidemic, epidemic and which is true, that black and brown people were nobody dying cared. left and right, left and right, left and right. Nobody cared. And and again, it's terrible because one doesn't my, make the my, other better. My heart goes right. out to the people because you know the whole opioid crisis is something that me personally I've I've read a lot on right, it. Right. And, well, we talked about it here last week. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, no, you you And it's but... terrible, you know, how companies and doctors right. took advantage of this, and all these poor people like are died suffering, are yeah. suffering and died, and their families now it's absolutely horrible. But that is something that he's not wrong. He's not wrong on that perspective. He's not wrong. That, no. Nadie tenía un problema hasta que le pisaron el callo. Right. You know, when black and brown people were dying. Oh, oh well, you know, you know. It's that, you know, what can you expect from those neighborhoods? Say no to drugs, you know. Let's make you know, Imagínate esa gente. Right. Um, right. right. So, what I, you know, what I kind of took away from it was I kind of, again, found it refreshing that he, I felt that his routine, although very current, mm-hmm. because it talked about current, it matters was very it felt old it felt like from another era because he got up there and said whatever the hell he wanted okay with okay. no filter whatsoever he was not trying to 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 fit the current not whatsoever mold. he was going to say whatever the hell he wanted he offended everybody he's an equal opportunity offender and that's my favorite kind right um so what what do you think about that because i i, I oh, think, I think, we've, always, I think about... we've always held comedians to a different standard in that mm-hmm. in the sense of comedy and art they could get away with a lot more than you know anybody else can and and i feel that in this cancel culture that we're in now because oh something that i love is mm-hmm. that at the beginning he it was one of his first monologues he talks about 
like some audiences that are hard to win over. And he's like, oh, you know, which is like the worst audience to win over. And he does an impression. He's like, oh, um, there's some people that are like, oh, we're going to find stuff about you. Oh, yeah. And then when we find it yeah. about you, you know, we're going to ruin your life and we're going to take yeah. everything away from you. And, you know, even if it was a million years ago, it doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter if you apologize. And it doesn't matter yeah. if you become a different, better person. We're still going to hold it against you. And he's we're gonna, absolutely right. We're going to, you know, knock you to the ground and bring you down and make you lose everything you have. And he's like, who am I impersonating? And people were like, eh. he's like, I'm impersonating you, the audience. You know who those people go on to become? The people who criticize your donation to the Red Cross. Exactly. <laughs> full, circle. full circle. Full circle. Full circle moment. Circle. Full circle moment. Full circle yeah. moment. So yeah, it's it's bullshit. It's bullshit. And again, you know what? At the end of the day, it's it's like you know, if you don't like his comedy, you don't have to watch it. You don't have to. You know what I mean? You can you can again vote with your wallet, vote with your ratings, vote with your TV set, whatever, right? But he's not wrong, and I think. You know, many times what we hear nowadays, actually, I, I've heard this from several like older comedians, shall we say, that they don't go to college campuses anymore mm-hmm. because it's it's that type of audience where it's just like, OK, what are you going to say? Mm-hmm. And I've got my I've got my trusty phone right here mm-hmm. so that later on when you say it, because I right. know you're going to say it. Mm-hmm. And that's the only reason they're I'm setting here. you up in a way. I'm only here because you're going to say that thing that I'm going to catch and we're going to call you out on it. And then it's going to be taken out of context or right. whatever. That culture pisses the fuck out of me. Again, there's a huge, to go back to your LGBT thing, um, you know, well, not yours, Chappelle's. Um, there's a big difference between being offensive in that way, saying, like, you know, and this is, the, you know, and this and that. There's also things that he's calling out that you don't want to say because people want to pretend that it's not true. That's why I said, how many times have we said that? Okay, people want to pretend that it's not true. <laughs> people want to pretend that, and again, I'm going to use, it's all just one big rainbow banner and we all live under it happily. It's like, no, there is friction. There is misunderstandings. It does happen. Now, there's a big difference between setting I didn't it mean up. I how Wacero under the rainbow. So, <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Listen, ain't no pot of gold under there, okay? <laughs> there's a big difference between doing that and saying something, you know, as a quote-unquote joke, where all you're just saying is like, you know, yeah, you know why gay men like to suck dick? Because they want to be women. Like, well, that's not a joke. That's right. that's offensive. You're feeding into a stereotype. That's right. offensive. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or if, but, like, everything you did was against a certain group of people right, over and over right, and over right. again, calling a certain group of people out. But if out. you're calling people out on their bullshit mm-hmm. and people are calling you out for calling them out, then you did your job. Mm-hmm. You did what you set out to do because a lot of times people nowadays love for to be self-righteous. Right. They love to be indignant about things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know what? Climb down off your high horse. Okay. P.F. Chang's needs it back. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know you were going that route. <laughs> I can read. I, 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 totally I, I totally want to. I totally want a chocolate wall of China. The, the oh, great wall. Oh, the great wall of chocolate. Late to go? I think it is. Shit. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> you know what I miss? I miss the candy. The the the, the candy shrimp. The walnut candy shrimp. They don't have it anymore. No, I just can't eat it anymore because I'm allergic oh, to shellfish oh. now. So I I actually I loved <laughs> I it. I lament. I loved it, and if we lose a sponsor. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, oh, I, of the sponsors we don't I, have. I, yes. I, loved, <laughs> I, I I loved it. I I think that he. You're right because there's a difference between being provocative and right. being a being offensive. Because when you start 
when you start making jokes about old stereotypes and tropes and stuff like that, it's like, ugh, really, we're doing that again? Yeah, exactly. You know, but you know, the stuff he says there are things that happen in real life. In real life, yeah. like <laughs> what he was saying about R. Kelly. <laughs> Was like, oh yeah, what was he saying? Because so he believed the R. Kelly thing, because he was saying in one part it was hilarious that apparently there's like a video of R. I hadn't seen this and I hadn't heard of this, but I'll go with what he's saying that there's like a video of R. Kelly where he's like having sex with a girl who was like 14, right? But he kept saying throughout the video that she was 14. So he's like, can you imagine as the, his defense attorney, like, what are you going to say? <laughs> he true. really meant 34. Like, it was like, oh, he's, this he 30- has numerical dyslexia. <laughs> he meant 41. Right. So, I mean, and then he made some comments that I, I personally, I don't feel comfortable saying, but, but um, I loved it. And I think that comedy is supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. That Absolutely. type of comedy is supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. You know, there's a difference between feeling uncomfortable to a certain point and just feeling attacked. Right. Correct. Right? Correct. Correct. And and again, he he's an equal opportunity. You know, he laughs at you know he laughs at himself and uh, the black community just as much. Absolutely. So it's not like he's putting himself yeah above over, it all above it all yeah above the frame, he laughs yeah. about everybody because we're all subject to be laughed at. We're, we're all, all <laughs> stupid people. We are all just sacks of meat. But uh, but again, I. You know, it was very current as the subject matter, but it felt very retro because it's like, oh, yeah. I feel that, you know, comedians do that. You mean, you know who somebody who says, going back to what you said about college campuses, Joy Behar mm-hmm. on The View, who I yeah. love. Yeah. You know, Joy Behar still does comedy. I don't care for her, but. Okay. And she says that she now has to think about twice about what she says. Because, you know, comedy clubs used to be like a safe haven. Yeah. For, you should, and again, you're trying out your act. Not everything's going to land. And all that. And actually. Going back to Dave Chappelle, he was saying that his favorite comedy club to go to is, oh, I forgot the name of it. It's in San Francisco. Is in San Francisco? Uh, it's a small. It's not the Laugh Factory, but bueno. I think no, is. Laugh Factory is in LA. No, it's in San Francisco. Okay, and he was saying he gave the story, and this is true because at the end of the video, mm-hmm. of the end of the, of the, of the, the act, mm-hmm. when they're ruling the credits, he puts pictures of some of the people that he talked about. Okay. Okay. And this was this I thought was very interesting, and this is where you have to have an open mind about it. Mm-hmm. He was saying that because he tries a lot of his jokes out and a lot of yeah, his monologues. Of course, he tries them out there to see how it lands with the audience and what falls flat and whatever. So that's when, when in preparing for this Netflix show, that's where he was testing out a lot of the new material. And when he was talking about the, you know, the whole LGBT part of the, of the, I mean, he's trying it on San Francisco for Christ's sake. Well, yeah. he says that there was a, a very, you know, a, a out and obvious trans woman in the mm-hmm. audience mm-hmm. who loved it. Okay. And, you know, because he was like, what we just said, he's like, I want to laugh at it, but I also don't want to be offensive. So I don't know. Where's the line? Where's, you know, I, where, that's why where, he where, tests where, it out. You have to as a comedian, of course. So she was one of the people that was laughing the most at the trans jokes. Mm-hmm. So then at the end, and she went all the time to go see him because he was practicing like the routine for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people yeah. would go see him. Yeah, they knew he was in town, of course. And she went to many of his shows. And then one night he stayed after and he got mm-hmm. a drink with her. Okay. Right? And she said, you know, I'm not quoting her, but, you know, she said that she loved it because she felt that. By him poking fun at 
the trans community mm-hmm. in a way was a sense of acceptance. It legitimizes it a that bit. We can now be made fun of like everyone else. That's so, whereas that's at one beautiful. point in time, it's like, oh, you, you, you it's can't, taboo. It's taboo. It's, you don't it, even yeah, talk right, about right, that. Like right. trans, like right. it's, it's no se habla. tones. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. Esa persona. Si, 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 si. But that now she was fair game. Like, like everybody like she'd else. arrived. Like everybody else, she was fair game. Like everybody else. There's a beauty to that, right? So I, you know, when he when he put that, I was like. Again, he's being he's being offend you know he's being offensive he's pushing buttons. You said but it right certain, though he's being provocative. He's being provocative. 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 There's a certain humanity to it in a way. That's how I saw it. That I I think that if you're somebody who's so, especially the trans community because correct me if I'm wrong somebody I feel that that's like the final frontier in the sense that that's As currently right the community that right now is struggling for the most you know in terms of being inclusive correct, correct. and for equal rights I, I believe that yeah that if you're a trans person and this high profile comedian is now making fun of you like everybody else like it ain't no big deal right you're just one more human being on the face of the I earth I could see how it legitimizes you know, <laughs> your, your existence or, or your, you know, who you it, are. It makes you feel a little welcome. So to those who haven't seen it, I, I mean, highly recommend it. it. It's a, it's only an hour and it is a riot. And it's I'm called here. Sticks and Stones. I'm going to see it. On Netflix. On Netflix. Dave so. hmm. Why? Dave Chappelle made me thirsty. Well, I am very with the thirsty. So shall we have our last soda? We shall. All right. Do you want to go first? No, you go first. All right. Well, my last soda is actually. I, I'm just gonna go ahead and give it to. Really, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna hand out lots of sodas today, but only through one. Okay. I'm gonna hand out a soda to everybody who has set up some type of donation center. That's what I was gonna do for the copycat. <laughs> so this is evidence that we don't talk to each other about the last sodas before no, we, we do don't. it. Um, you know anybody anybody who's setting up you know a donation center, whether it be local like we said earlier with the youth fair or martha of miami who also even if you're not local she's donating i think it's a dollar of every sale of her little 305 pin to to Mm -hmm. relief efforts i know the red cross the you know pan american development foundation or anybody who just kind of woke up that next day and walked into their church their synagogue their you know their place of employment and said guys we need to organize something Mm -hmm. you know we need to just put a box at the front of the the office and have everybody donate um kudos to you. You mm-hmm. know, you 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 deserve all the recognition and the beauty of it is that most people who are doing it are not seeking the recognition. Mm-hmm. Um so for, you know, I I give my my last soda to to all of you because yeah. it's it's truly a thankless job and the least we can do is help you quench your thirst. Yeah. And you know what I have to say though to go with what you're saying in terms of recognition, because I, I, I thought about that too, and there's certain things that I want to do that I will probably eventually put on my social media, but but you don't put in your social media necessarily to be like, oh, look at here, I'm saving the world. It's to raise awareness. It's to raise awareness, because yeah. sometimes things may be happening next to you and you don't even know it. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. so yeah, that's great. Uh, that's what I was going to give my last soda to uh, as well, to the people you know volunteering their time because I could tell you from somebody that volunteers, That's true. Um, you know, there's a million things you could be doing, but when you are volunteering or you are doing something for your fellow human being, it, you have 
all of a sudden, like, it doesn't matter if it takes you an hour, a whole day, you know, you, you understand the importance of it and, yeah. and you do it because. And listen, one day it could be you. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that that's the reason. I mean, you should but, do but it, that's but why. Not I, that the reason that you should do it, but I'm just saying, like, you know, we're all part, we're all in this together, is right? I mean. But that's why I say that this. I mean, any hurricane or any natural disaster, but this one specifically, because we have been through that, yeah. and because it's a country, you know, uh, and uh, uh, the Bahamas is right there. We've all gone to the Bahamas. Cruises go to the Bahamas. We've taken the one day escape. Come on, escape. Cruise to the Bahamas. You know, we. If you're from South Florida, you have been to the Bahamas. Yeah, so. You know yeah. the and least also that we can do. Island. It's not like they, like they can send a truck driving yeah. there with supplies either. Yeah, you know. And they're a commonwealth, and <laughs> the United Kingdom is very far. <laughs> yeah, very very far. And yeah. what are they going to do? Send tea? <laughs> you know the Brits don't know about hurricanes. They don't know anything about hurricanes. <laughs> do they even have any natural disasters over there? I've never heard of an earthquake happening in the UK. That's a good question. Like major natural disaster. I mean, I guess theoretically they could get hit by a storm, by a hurricane. Theoretically, just because. No, I don't think so. It's too cold up there. The water's oh, too yeah, cold. That's true. That's true. They're they're up north. Yeah, maybe snowstorm, blizzard. I guess. By default, that's. But I don't think that in London. Well, okay. Let's think. We'll we'll do this off air. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure this out and we'll let you guys know because we know we're chomping um, at the bit. Anyway, well, it was a full packed episode. It was. Yeah. My God, we talked about a lot. Talk about yeah. your uh, your listen, laugh, and learn. Yeah. So, everybody, we hope you listen, <laughs> laugh, and learn, and try to do something for your fellow, yes. you know, human, your mankind, and uh, remember to no, I'm not gonna do it this time. Grab baby wipes. Latas de Chef Boyardee y latas de leche and take them to That's your local right. church or Tamiami Park right. if you're local, wherever, and donate. Yeah, but you know what? You can also just grab un pastelito guayaba to treat yourself while you do it. Yeah, because the pastelito guayaba aren't going to make it to the Bahamas. No, and it's, <laughs> the, a, they sugar, don't travel it's a nice well. little sugar rush. Although the jupina may. The jupina might. The jupina will That's might. right. That's but right. anyway, well, that was episode 79. Episode 80 is next week, yes. and we're going to have a special guest, and that is Tristan, because yes. Tristan has been <laughs> asking to be on episode 80 for about a year now so anyway anyway (laughs) that was episode 79 everybody thank you so much bye me hand there it's important to learn to laugh at ourselves don't take life too seriously you're in a bubble the money's just double so call the police cause you're If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do 
not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 